there is nothing wrong with your internet, do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episodes four and five of The Magicians. Woohoo! This show has been getting awesome! It sure has. And Steve has managed to dig up news, as always. Yes, Sci-Fi Today announced it has greenlit to pilot the original sci-fi thriller Prototype, written by Tony Bazgalop of 24 Live Another Day. Prototype centers on three unlikely cohorts who inadvertently stumble upon an invention that challenges the very nature of quantum physics, a discovery which puts their lives in grave danger. Now, Prototype is a purely original idea from a talented writer with a unique vision, said Bill McGoldrick, Executive Vice President's Content, NBC Universal Cable Entertainment. Boy, that title is a mouthful. Right? <laughs> we can't wait to see the, this original idea come to life in this pilot for sci-fi. Now, Oscar nominee Juan Carlos Fresnadillo for, for Espinados will direct. Escape Artist Productions, Southpaw the... Pursuit of Happiness will serve as executive producers along with Fresno Adillo and Bagazalop. Taylor Latham. <laughs> You've got hard names going on in this. <laughs> yes, they do. Taylor, La- Taylor Latham Freeheld will also co-executive producer. Prototype is the latest project to be added to sci-fi's development pipeline, which includes Brave New World with Steven Spielberg's Amberlin Television, 3001, The Final Odyssey, an adaption of Arthur C. Clarke's final Odyssey book from Ridley Scott's Scott Free Productions, Hyperion with Bradley Cooper as executive producer, and the Superman prequel Krypton from David S. Goyer, Incorporated, a futuristic thriller from Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Jennifer Todd's Pearl Street Films, CBS Television Studios, and Universal Cable Productions was recently greenlit to series from Pilot. This is insane. Yes, it is. This is is so many new shows. I think I'm going to have to break down and get a freaking DVR. Yeah. Because I don't know if if I'm going to be able to keep up with all of these, but it's amazing. And I just want to say, we have been talking for, well, eight episodes of Sci-Fi Talk and our special so far that's been out. And we talked about Van Helsing coming out, what, episode one or two, I think? Yes. And lo and behold, now we are seeing it all over Facebook. And I'm super excited. So we got this news because Steve looks and finds all this awesome stuff early. <laughs> and now it is it is out there. It's a reality. And it will be coming soon. Yes. A couple months and it will be on our TV screens. Yes. So Steve and I are going to do everything we can to try to find anybody involved with any of these to see what we can do. It's going to be an uphill battle, but I think with as much as they all tweet 
their their shows, we might have a chance to try to get somebody. I'm not promising anything because I know no one, but I think we have a good chance because there's so many awesome shows coming to sci-fi. I really think that they're going to want to push these out to every possible, I guess, news outlet, even though I'm not exactly you know, <laughs> top of the heap. Maybe they'll play nice and help us out. Absolutely. So keep your ears out because Steve has good news all the time for us. And maybe, maybe, maybe we can all just say weasel our way in and get some information. <laughs> Uh, we've both been longtime supporters of sci-fi, and most of the head, heads up there have followed us at one, one time or another, so who knows? Maybe it is possible. Fingers crossed, people. Fingers crossed. And hey, if you know somebody who wants to talk to us because they're in part of sci-fi, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we want to talk. All right, so we are starting with Magicians, Episode 4. The world and the walls. All right, I will read this and then give you my freak out. <laughs> Quentin wakes up in a mental hospital he admitted himself into on the first episode, where his memories of breakbills and magic are treated as delusions. It is revealed that Julia and Marina have produced this elaborate hallucination, and the only way to get him out involves summoning a demon bug. Creepy demon bug at that. Dean Fogg lowers the breakbill wards to do so, allowing Marina and Julia in where they steal Marina's memories from her time at Breakbills before she was expelled. Quentin, with the help of his visions of Jane Chatwick and Penny, is able to escape. Marina cuts Julia off after being reunited with her memories. So right away, when this one happened, I started tweeting, all right, this is going to be a strange one. And it just kept getting stranger. And I kept <laughs> thinking, oh my God, what if he's really crazy? Yeah. Julia ends up giving stuff away. But I was seriously I'm like, what if this really is all in his head? I was freaking out because it was such a good setup. Yes, it really was. You know, Quentin wanted to remain in his safe little bubble, you know, retreating into his fantasy world just like he did in high school. So, you know, he didn't want to face the possibility that he might actually be a nobody, just like he always feared. So seeing this going on in his head had to give you some doubt. How did you feel? Did you have that little freak out too? Like, wait. What are they showing? Is this what happened? Is this the actuality? Especially because they were bringing everybody in. Right. You had Margo, you had um, Alice, you had Julia. Elliot. Uh, Elliot, Penny, and and you had uh, Dean Fogg in there right. as one of the other doctors. doctors. And I was like, I just sat there and it was like, it was what? The first half of it, right? Right. Yeah. It was before Julia came in. You weren't 100% sure what was going on. Exactly. I was seriously thinking, wait a minute, what are they, holy cow, where have they been leading us this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh, I have no words. It was really hard to tweet it all. I had to wait for commercials because I was getting so engrossed in it because I was trying to see if there was something that was going to give it away one way or another. Right. It was very engrossing. Yes. And to find out that, or at least to have it appear that he killed his own father. Or attempted or to. attempted to, yeah. That was... Oh, that was painful. Very painful. I I think there might have been like the verge of tears there because, you know, he was so adamant. Of course, with the magic, when we see his father and he's, you know, what did you do? Run into a door? And, and then they explain what happened. I was like, holy crap. And then I got more and more mad, though, as we find out what happened in the episode. I was so pissed at Julia. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, she she's known him for so long. And she's known that Quentin was in an institution. Mm -hmm. 
I know she knows that he's, maybe she didn't 100% know, but as a friend that close to him, you would have to realize that his psyche is kind of... Unstable at best. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, what's the word I'm looking for? And to push him into this thinking that it was all just in his head, and then you keep going into it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to slap her so hard. And I do believe I tweeted that. I'm like, did anybody else want to slap Julia right there? And there were so many people like just sending me the little emoticons with their hands up. Yeah. (laughs) And it just makes you wonder, like, what kind of friend is she supposed to be? You know, that she can't, I mean, can she really be that caught up with wanting the magic and, and being mad at him for standing up for himself that she would push him to that? I think Julia is going to end up proving that she is just as... Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs as Marina is in the end. I really, really do. Ooh, that may be rough because we we learned Marina was, wow, way Mm. over. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, too, which I know we're going to get to, but she was freaking expelled. Yeah. What did she do? I know. (laughs) Because what did she say? It was just a couple months from graduation? Yes. And it's like... What, how bad did, or who did you kill? I, I mean, I have no words. Seriously. I am all flustered because I just think if you're that close to graduating and you screwed up bad enough that they're willing to take away your memories. And it's not even all the memories because she remembers she was there, but it's like all the magic she learned is what they had to take away. Right. But I think we'll, we may get a hint of that in the next episode. I don't know. This is crazy. <laughs> I was mad at Julia. I couldn't believe she can do that to somebody that she called her friend, even being mad at him because Quentin's state of mind is, yeah, fragile at best. Right. She is always, Julia's always been the much stronger of the two as far as personality goes. Mm-hmm. But we're beginning to see some breaking of her because of her, her obsession with the magic. Quentin, it was always an obsession with the book. Right, right. But hers is been a little over the top with the magic. Gotta have, gotta have, gotta have. Well, I think he made a really good point in last episode when he said, you've always been able to do everything. Right. You know, the one time that you're not getting what you want, what you think you deserve, you're ticked because he got it instead of her. Right. And, you know, on one hand, you're like, okay, I get it. She has been the smartest smartest kid in the room. And things came to her with hard work, not saying it was easy, but she's always been able to get exactly what she wanted. Yes. And now she's not. But to turn to this level, do you think she truly knew? Because when Marina tells her, you know, she seems surprised. Because she tells her what they were actually doing to Quentin. Right. Yeah, I don't believe she quite realized the damage that it could do to Quentin. You know, that, yeah, he could stay in there for the rest of forever and completely... Lose himself. Yeah, exactly. That was the part Marina didn't bother to tell her. And she did show a little bit of concern when she did find out and actually came to try to help. I don't know. I think that was still because of, why do I always remember, forget her name, our our spy? Katie. Katie, thank you. I think that's only because Katie confronted her. Oh, yeah. That's probably very true. And even in the end, though, where we see, which we'll talk about, obviously, in the next episode, too, it didn't affect her as much as I feel it should have. But maybe that's just me. 
you know, if that's your friend, you should be worried and you should be reaching out, trying to find out what the heck happened. And you're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I'm moving on. I need magic. Right. And it just kind of ticked me off that she wasn't more concerned even after everything. Yeah. We find out in the next episode what, how Ugh. low Julia will stoop, get what she it, wants. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. That's all I'm going to say now. Ugh. Anyway. You have to admit that the best scene of the whole episode had to be. Say the music scene. Say the music the scene. The music scene. Of course <laughs> it was. <laughs> I, he was choreographed and everything. Yes. <laughs> I loved that. Because Penny in Quentin's mind prison, basically. Right. Quentin was kind of an ass with this. Oh, yeah. But... I Again, I wonder how much of that was Julia pushing some of it without knowing Julia and Marina, or if that was really, I really just his believe, worst fear. Yeah, I really believe what we saw of the other characters in his mind prison is really deep down how he feels about them right now. Oh, okay. Well, then he is a racist ass. Yes, um, as he, far as Penny is concerned. He, yeah, him and Penny do not see eye to eye don't. on anything yet. So, of course, he's going to have the imagined Penny be just somebody. Super stereotype. Right. Below him. It was funny because he still, last episode, we got Penny saying, you know, quit, quit with that freaking Taylor Swift song. Right. <laughs> Penny in his mind prison, it's like, he has to not sing that. You make him not do it. He does it to torture me. Right. And so I feel like, okay, if this was his subconscious somehow, that he knew that you know, if he would get that going, that it would kind of reach out to Penny. Because he does say that, I have to reach the real Penny. This right. is just in my head. Yes. And he kept saying this is in my head, even though he retreated even into himself more. Because exactly. he's sitting almost catatonic in a corner. Yes, he was. <laughs> He starts the song and there's dancing and everybody's like getting up. And I love like he jumps on the chair and, you know, grabs the guy's hands like he's like being flown over. But I don't know how to explain it. It was a dance move. You've seen this, yes. obviously. That's why you're listening. <laughs> I was cracking up. It was great. It was the best thing I had seen for something to be so solemn and possibly scary. It was the best moment in this yes. episode. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Now, with the way Alice was betrayed, somebody's got a crush. Oh, I think we all kind of knew that anyway. Yeah. Come on. But that just... Uh, but I love that she was, like, super crazy. Not just crazy. Thanks. Yeah. Aliens <laughs> coming to rescue me, but not before I make out with you. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Wait, did we have Margot? Now that I said... I said Margot, but I don't remember her in there. I don't think we no. did, did we? No, I don't, don't think we, we had Elliot, but we didn't have right. Margot. So apparently so. he's not really thinking about Margot at all. Right. Yeah, because she wasn't one of the nurses. I was like trying to remember this all of a sudden. I'm like, wait a second. I said Margot, but she wasn't there. Yeah. No, that sucks. Elliot, Penny, Alice, and Fa Dean. Dean yeah. Fogg. I don't know what to say. Like, I have a question, but I don't know. It was it doesn't a great right. episode. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And it looks like Magicians is finding a strength and, and it's building out from personal stories instead of trying to match the wonder and horror of other fantasy tellings, even though we do get some in the next episode. But I, I think that, that that is a strength because they are 
it is being such character driven so far. Mm-hmm. So I'm do you think really that they're going to that. explore anything more in regards to Quentin's state of mind? Oh yeah, I think this we'll see this through the whole season hmm. as we'll be dealing with his personality issues, shall we say? Okay. Well, I mean, his insecurities. Do you go <laughs> more with Quentin or come back to it when we get to break bills? I think we'll just come back to it when we get okay. to break bills. All right. Let's talk a little about the hedge witches. <sighs> I hate these people. At first, I just thought, okay, whatever. They were didn't make the cut, but they still have magic. But oh. then Marina is just oh, the worst person. <laughs> like we talked about, she got we find out she got kicked out of break bills. As far as I know, they haven't mentioned anybody else having been in break bills. No, not out of their group. So... She was there, obviously did something horrible, which hopefully we'll find out by the end of the season. Right. Had her memories taken. So she gets in. She's doing this whole thing, and it turns out it was her plan to use Julia to get into break bills because the only way they can do it was to do this horrible spell to trap somebody because they would find a way to have this demon bug help them out. That demon scorpion thing. The mechanical demon scorpion. It was (laughs) creepy. Of course, later when we see the actual scorpion, all I can think of was Helena from another show that we watch. It's Pupak. He's all over the place now. He's very popular. I was just really... I guess disappointed is the best way to say it. Nobody has told Julia the extent that Marina is willing to go. Right. And And apparently it's because everybody is so scared of her that they aren't going to fess up, warn any new people what this girl's all about. And obviously things get worse because Marina gets her memories back and I, we have no idea how bad it is because even at, you know, at the end, we don't know anything. Right. She just strips Julia of something. We see right. her, her stars like out all her get tattoos. marked out and you don't know if all of Julia's magic is gone or her skill level has been diminished or what it is. Yeah, we don't know anything at this point, just that she screams and it's like marked out. And I'm wondering, because we don't see her arm again, is it like actually like the stars are on there and then there's this big like black mark across it? <laughs> red mark across it. Oh, was it red mark? Yeah, okay. it was red X across oh. the star. It's like, what the heck is that? Now <laughs> suddenly it's like, what kind of tattoos did you get on your arm? You know, somebody's going to, that's why she's all of a sudden wearing long sleeves Which, all the time. Right. I don't know. It's weird. I am really, I was hoping that they were just like jilted lovers kind of thing, you know, where they're mad at break bills because they didn't get in, but that they wouldn't do something to this extent. Right. But have been wrong thus far. (laughs) Anything else you want to mention about the hedge witches? I have a funny feeling that this is going to cause break bills a whole bunch of trouble because they're having to deal with occasional beast issues on one front. Mm-hmm. And now these hedge wedge attacks on another front. Okay. And so it's going to get desperate real quick, I'm afraid. Oh, I'm very sad to hear that because I don't feel I can disagree with you. Right. And it would not surprise me if Marina is behind some of this beast activity as well. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I really hope you're wrong with that because that's some serious crap. Yes. All right. Let's move back to break bills. I love how nobody 
in the physical kids dorm or house, whatever, notice that Quentin isn't there. Right. Because they had a party. And they're like, he's here somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, uh, not so much. <laughs> right. And it's because Penny finds him because of the song. Mm-hmm. And it pisses Penny off. <laughs> and Penny manage- manages to enter Quentin's dream, his mind prison. Right. And it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, Penny sees the mind Penny. That's <laughs> when he's like <laughs> cussing him up and down. But then suddenly, you know, he like grabs Quentin and kind of like throws him up against the wall. And, and Quentin starts to shake out of this catatonic state because he's like, wait a minute, that hurt. Do it again. Right. Because that's not weird. Help <laughs> wake uh, me up. I felt right. something. Right. But then he starts yelling at Penny. I'm stuck here. I'm trapped. It's some kind of spell. You have to find me. You have to find me. And at first, Penny's just looking at him like, uh, you're a nut job. But then, hello, look around. He thinks he's in a mental institution. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly something everybody's dreaming about. No. You know? Yeah, I don't go to sleep at night going, you know, I think I should dream about being trapped in a mental institution. <laughs> not something that's like top of the list. No. You know, maybe dreaming about winning the lottery. <laughs> yes. Not a mental institution. But I love that it takes Penny like a minute and then he kind of look around, looks around and it dawns on him that, wait a minute, this isn't normal. Right. This isn't just an, a dream. And then he goes off actually in search of Quentin. Yes. So Penny's powers are getting stronger and he's able to control them a little bit. Right. Which is very interesting because he seems to be the only one that seems to be progressing. Even Elliot and Margot. We haven't seen them really produce do any kind of magic. They're they're knowledgeable, but we haven't seen any skill level from either one of them. Well, that I I feel is just the way that they're showing. You know, they're what two years ahead of them, right? And so you know, we're not going to see them as much. It's surrounding Quentin and his class, right? Yeah, that's it's why Quentin, I think Penny we haven't. And- <laughs> Katie, who I never remember Alice. Her name. And Alice. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, right now we're basically seeing, we're not even seeing Katie because she's the little, you know, spy. So we don't even know where she is half the time. How does nobody notice that either? Right. And what does Marina have on her that keeps her being Marina's little fetch dog? Right. Well, we may not see that anymore. Who knows? Yeah. Because... Penny has progressed where, like I said, he, she, he is helping, blah, 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 blah. And they end up finding, but Katie is the one who really says it, you know, cause he's, he's there looking for Quentin and Elliot doesn't have a clue. Margo doesn't have a clue because I guess they all got blackout drunk. And all of a sudden Katie's like, Oh yeah, I seen him go in here because yeah, mm-hmm. that's totally what you do. Yeah. He's asleep in the closet. <laughs> what? That doesn't make any sense, woman. But anyway, they pull him out. They, what was it? Because I'm having a moment because I just watched the episode five right. most recently, of course. But all I remember is Elliot saying, ooh, this is bad. Like, get the Dean bad. Was it that they tried to do a spell to wake him up? Or what was it? Something triggered the fact that they knew that this was like really, really bad. Right. Yeah. They, whatever, they couldn't wake him up. So once they realized that there wasn't any waking him up, it was time to get the Dean. Okay. Because I felt like something else was the trigger, and that's why Elliot was just like, whoa, not good. Like, really not good. Right. Okay. I can't remember what it is. Hopefully everybody else knows, and you're probably screaming at your listening device at this particular <laughs> moment. <God. sighs> I'm an idiot. 
I'm sorry. Um, so Dean comes in and, okay, the only way to get this down, they have to bring this demon bug, this scorpion, which they put on his chest and creep me out. <laughs> and you have this random magician who is just like, you know, Dean tells him, go ahead, take down the wards. And he's doing like all of it, never saying a word. Right. He's just like, do, 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 do. This is what I do. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's like the maintenance guy. Right. That's what I, okay, you got that feel too, because uh-huh. that's what I thought it was. And I'm like, that was horrible of me to think like, oh, yeah, this is just some guy, you know, he does the painting, he fixes the windows, he checks the wards. I'm right. Like, but everybody seemed really concerned. And at that point is when we're getting Katie really concerned. Yes. Because she's learning information that apparently, you know, We've already discussed. Marina didn't share with anyone. Right. That it's very possible he couldn't never return from this. Which was messed up. Yeah. Now, obviously, she knows where Marina and Julia are. Right. Which, can I just say, I'm kind of surprised that she brought Julia along. Because it just doesn't seem like that would have been something she would do unless she was willing to leave her there as a scapegoat. But she didn't. Right. And... To me, bringing Julia there was almost admitting you're part of the hedge witch group as well because you knew where she was. But nobody seemed to click in on that uh, hmm. thought. Right. But like Katie runs and finds Julia and finally tells her Marina is batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll do what she wants and she will doesn't care who she hurts. And your friend may never wake up. I hope you're happy. Yes. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what what have we gotten to? What level is this? And I was just, like, screaming, but not screaming. I was, like, really antsy. Like, oh, my gosh. Okay, what are they going to do? Where are we going with this? He's, like, a main character. (laughs) They can't leave him trapped. Right. So, yeah, we have Julia who goes to try to help, but I love the Dean. Yes. Because he's just like, oh, now you want to help. It's a little late. He might be trapped, and it's all your fault. Yes. I thought that was kind of cold. But I think it was necessary. Yes, it was. And then suddenly, you know, Penny is the only one who can reach him. But but didn't Julia give some insight how to make Quentin think? Or you know what I mean? Right. Yes, she did provide him with a couple of keys that should have brought him out. But still, it took some time because he went from the asylum prison where he was going to have his dad even there giving him a lobotomy that. I'm like, oh, wow. No. And then he ended up in this other just completely black and white area. Yeah, light prison. Yes. And I thought he went even deeper because, you know, Penny comes out of it because he he went into his mind to tell him, listen, it's all in your head. You can get out of here. That's what Pupak is here for. Right. (laughs) And that was creepy, though, having a scorpion, which makes me wonder, was it a real scorpion crawling on his chest? (laughs) (laughs) I'm freaking out. Anyway. And then he's like, but the lights went out and I'm here and he's not. Right. But interesting because, again, we get Jane Chatwin. Yeah. And it just makes me wonder, again, because she keeps popping up. We've talked about it. It's like, why can't, um, oh, gosh, what was the name of their? The Fillory. Books? Fillory. Blah, blah, blah. Why can't Fillory be real? Why can't she be trapped in there but somehow able to communicate? Like, maybe she's like Penny. Where she's a traveler, Mm -hmm. but just stuck wherever she is. Or is this somehow something way deeper and part of Quentin? I'm going to throw all these random thoughts out there, people. (laughs) Could this somehow be 
part of Quentin instead of actual Jane Chatwin? Oh, I think it's very possible. I, I would not put it past Quentin to have this in all in his head. Crazy, though. Yes, it is. Marina gets her memories back, which happens to be in this nice little box, which I think is funny. Mm-hmm. She takes it off, and, and she, like, pops Julia back to her just outside of the wards before they go back up. Right. What would have happened if, Ju- I mean, they already know Julia was there. Yeah, it wouldn't have made a difference. Right. And she knew that Julia was, like, trying to help Quentin. Yeah. So was it she popped her back to just take her in front of the other hedge witches then and kind of uh make a, a lesson out of her? Exactly. Okay. I was trying to figure this out because I'm like, it doesn't make sense for her to, quote unquote, save her. No. Hmm. Unless she wanted another one to be her fetch dog. And I'm kind of surprised at this point, since Dean Fogg knows what's going on, why he, they wouldn't try bringing her back then. Right. Unless it's something that could possibly come up in the future. It's a maybe. That's in my, my opinion anyway. It's a maybe. Right. And like we said, they already took away her her magic memories, I guess. Her level. Oh, yeah. And uh, booted her out. Exactly. So we'll have to see what happens. And we will see going into episode five. But is there anything else in episode four that we didn't cover? I don't think so. I think we touched base on just about every single point there was in that episode. This was an exciting episode. Yes. Fantastic. Loved it. It was. Two thumbs up. All right, Steve, take us into episode five. All right, episode five, Mendings, Major and Minor. Quentin visits home after his father is diagnosed with inoperable brain cancer. He struggles with accepting that magic cannot save his father and eventually opens up to him about magic. Julia tries to find another hedge, which safe houses in New York after being cut off by Marina with the help of Pete, but nobody else has nearly as many spells. Marina erases James' memory of Julia to prevent her from telling him about magic. Alice returns to Breakbills, and Elliot and Margot try to use her connections to get a mentor. Penny practices astral projection and discovers a woman chained in a dungeon by the beast. Based on the crest on the doors, Quentin surmises that Penny has traveled to Pillory. And that about sums it up. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We did get some awesome guests, um... In this episode. Oh, yes, we did. We had Denise Crosby as Genji, who's Alice's aunt. Yes. And uh, apparently a very sought-after mentor. Extremely sought-after mentor. Yes. <laughs> because, yeah, Elliot and Margot were falling over each other. Yes. Um, and Keegan Connor Tracy, the who is... The blue fairy from Once Upon a Time. <laughs> and that is the one who turns out to be... Oh, no, no, no. She was a teacher who was yes, teaching a class. I was like, wait, I forgot her name. Yeah. And we had somebody else, and I am going to completely blink on his name. Oh, the guy yeah. who turns it out was, to be um, Penny's mentor. Right. Because he's been in so many things. Right. MC Gainey. Yeah. I knew it was something, something. It was the letter initials. <laughs> like something, something dark side. He's been in just, oh my gosh, let's see. What's funny? He was in Girl Meets World, The Mentalist, Revolution, Walking Dead. He was a walker on Walking Dead, which uh-huh. I think is great. He was in Glee. <laughs> Django Unchained. He's been in so many. And some of these Justified. He was in several episodes. He was a voice in Tangled. Burn Notice, ER, Life. He's he's just been in so many things. He was on Lost. Yes, that's the... Our favorite show that we wanted to hate. Right. We love to hate, I should say. <laughs> 
every time that ended, I was like, God, I hate this show. When's the next one on? Uh, yeah, so he's been in tons of stuff. So you know his face. But anyway, he ends up being Penny's um, mentor, which I thought was great. Yes. But we'll get to him in a little bit. Yes, we will. Let's start with the big stuff. Because <laughs> I was very sad when Quentin gets a message that his dad is sick. Yes. And he immediately goes home, finds out it's brain cancer. And his dad, I'm sorry, was very nonchalant. And I'm guessing you would do this for your children. Oh, absolutely. But it was so painful because he's like, well, don't say it's brain cancer like it's brain cancer. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't like what? It is brain Brain cancer. cancer. (laughs) Yeah, I was flipping out. It's funny because this was happening. It's not ha-ha funny. You know what I mean? Right. That this was happening when they're having this, like, I guess, week of mentoring, which uh, at this point, don't you think it'd be nice to have mentors come in before you, like, really get into it? (laughs) But whatever. And they choose you from what I understand. Yeah, you don't get to choose them. They choose you. And the one that chose Quentin is actually a podiatrist. Right. Which just seems odd, but okay. Um, But they all have different specialties. They all have different things that they do just out in the real world too, because not everybody is in a school setting. Right. You know, he, he's learning that, okay, you can use magic outside, but to what extent? And then when he finds out about his dad, it was very painful that he comes to his mentor, whose name escapes me. And I'm very sorry again. And she's not able to give him more answers. Right. Yeah. Basically there are some things we cannot fix and cancer is just a part of us that we cannot separate. I, I was, I did not know how to feel <laughs> because he, you know, he goes and tries to find anything out and, and obviously, you know, she feels for him. Right. Because. And gives him just a slight bit of hope. Right. Oh, well, I mean, you guys. You got to think about it that cancer has probably affected everybody, almost everybody in the world at one point or another. Oh, yeah. You know somebody or somebody's friend's mom or, you know, so there's always some kind of, I'd say at least within two degrees of separation. Right. Somebody knows that cancer has affected somebody and what it's been like. And so I, I can understand her feeling sorry and saying, you know what, I'll give you an article that I seen. I don't know if it, it's any good information, though. And it's the one thing that he has to try to hold on to because again Quentin has that state of mind where he just retreats into himself yes and I like we said already for the last episode it's not to the same extent because he's like retreating into himself because he's feeling horrible but he's also throwing himself into trying to study for things right to find a way yes and somehow he comes across cancer puppy (laughs) which is the most unfortunate but most adorable freaking puppy yes 150 years old stuck in a puppy's body adorable because he goes to Elliot and he's like tell me about a cancer puppy and Elliot was really mad he's like that's not his name yeah and I don't remember the dog's name. I just remember Cancer Puppy. Because it was this cute little, like, Yorkie puppy, I think is what it was. Shizu Bay puppy, maybe. Oh, was it a Shih Tzu? It might have been. Oh, my God. It was freaking adorable. Yeah, it, furry. <laughs> it was just this teeny tiny little thing. And Quentin somehow finds some kind of spell, which makes me wonder because he never mentions what it is. Right. But he just tells Elliot, uh, I need your help. I'm going to cure the dog. Right. And Elliot was just kind of looking. Like, Looking at him like he'd lost his marbles. But he's like, all right, let's do it. And then poor cancer puppy was no longer no. of this plane of earth. Yes. <laughs> that was so sad because he was so adorable. <laughs> and he's just like, and <laughs> Yeah. We just hear one little, s- little yip. Little yip and 
Oh, cancer puppy. You were too cute. And the dame took it real well, too. Oh, you killed cancer puppy. (laughs) Right. Oh, trying to save him all by yourself. You can't. Right. It takes more than just you. See, and that, I felt like, was a clue to him. Or is that just me? No, I think it was a clue. I really think that the dean was like, it takes more than just what you have to save somebody from this. Yeah, I'm like, okay, wait. So this is maybe possible, but it's going to take cooperation from people. That's what I'm thinking is happening. Oh, yeah. Because Quentin's dad has not opted for any treatment. Right. And we see him sicker and sicker, even though it's very short period of time. We see him like throwing up and sleeping a lot. And Quentin does actually mention his mother. Yes. Which I just kind of assumed that his mother had died or something no. at an early age. No, apparently they split so she- up. Right, and it was he, ugly because he didn't wasn't even didn't want to even talk to her. Right, that's what I was gonna say, and and again made me feel bad. Yes, I don't know. In this situation, would you tell your ex? Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the way uh, his father was. I wouldn't tell her because I don't want to talk to her. I know, but what if? Ugh, I don't know. I was gonna say, what if she's you know willing to help take care of him or do whatever? And, right. and ugh, I felt bad. <laughs> I felt bad for Quentin because he wanted, I I think it was he wanted kind of the moral support in this case too. Right. To have his mother there to help support him Mm -hmm. and help possibly talk his dad into getting the treatment he needed. Right. That was, that was painful. So again, I I defer to you. Did you want to talk about the end with his dad? And I don't mean his dad's end. Right. I just mean the end scene with his father or come back to that. Well, and I think that was the big thing that, you know, Dean opens with, so you killed cancer puppy and they get into a very deep discussion about magic and being able to do stuff with it. And, you know, you basically Dean tells him is, you know, there's some things you can't do. So you do what you can. And it took a while for it to sink in to Clinton that yes, he may not be able to save him, but there is something he can give him that will mean something. Okay. And so he takes, decides to put together the plane that he broke as a two-year-old and let his father see him do it via magic. Well, this whole episode too, his father kept saying, I want you to be happy. Right. I want you to do what you want. I know you don't want to do finance. And, you know, he's joking around like, oh, I know those fillery books are probably in your bag. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you really enjoyed that. And I don't want you unhappy. And so I think that was all a big part of that. Right. You know, him revealing to his father and, you know, the fact that, yeah, this is what I've been doing. This is what makes me happy. This is the reality of my life now. Right. And you just see his dad kind of like in awe. Of it happening. Yes. In those very heartfelt moments. And I asked you if you wanted to go there because of what happens when we're going going into this next part. We're talking about Julia. We mentioned Julia's fiance, James, had his memory erased so that Julia would not tell him about magic. And so they're very different ends of the spectrum. Absolutely. I was kind of surprised that they went to that extent. And at this point, what does Marina even care about? about Julia. You know, is it just more torture of Julia? Oh, yeah. Because we do know that Julia is trying to get magic any way possible and just how low she'll stoop. Yes. (laughs) So first we see her on Google 
doing quote unquote Google magic. Yes, Google magic. Yes. Not hedgewidge magic, Google magic. And almost because, burns her da- place down with invisible right. fire. Because she goes to Pete. And, you know, because Pete doesn't want to help her because he's like, you don't understand. Marina is scary. Yes. <laughs> She's a big bad. We don't screw with her. And, you know, why didn't you just go to your boyfriend? He could have patched you up. You know, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, what would she have said to him? Burden my fingers baking or something? Right. Yeah. But she wanted information from Pete. And, well, apparently she's willing to go as low as she can <laughs> because she offers herself in exchange for another hedge. Right. And I'm like, I can't believe she did this. And it just made me feel like, okay, because of the way she's doing everything, this has got to be like a drug. Yes, she is addicted. There is no doubt about it. Whereas Quentin and his group are learning in a way where it's safer. A little more controlled situation, yes. Right. That that's why they're not like, I have to keep doing magic. I have to do more and more and more. Right. Yeah. We aren't seeing Penny and Katie uh, floating. (laughs) Floating sex. Right. (laughs) Well, at least not on screen. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Um, and who knows, after last episode, Penny may not want anything to do with Katie. Yeah, it's very possible. Because, you know, he's got to know that she had some idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I just want to put that out there, just because we haven't mentioned it. Do you think Katie will do anything else for the hedge witches because of how severe it was last episode? Or do you think she's going to try to cut off her, her connection? I together? think she's going to try to cut off her connection. But until we know what it is Marina has on her, it's hard to say. Okay. If it's yeah, going to be something that. that, you know, is she going to have to admit, you know, admit to everybody of what Marina has on her that's caused her to do this or. I wonder if Dean Fogg's known all along, but that's a whole nother, yeah. other thing. Okay. Let's get back to Julia really quick and her yeah. horrible ways. So uh, she gets the information on the hedge and she walks in and. I've got this poor, wimpy little book that's got maybe... It's like a little spiral notebook. Right, five, six pages on it. I love it. She's just like, this is it. What? What is this crap? Yeah. And she goes back to Pete. And it's kind of, like, interesting that Pete all of a sudden is like, well, there's this other place. And they do... What was it? It was not physical magic. Object magic? I think so. And it was, like, somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. Right, out in the Pacific or something. Some some island. And he's like, we can go there. And she's like, what, what are you talking about? talking about. Yeah, I have a boyfriend. Right. Which just makes me laugh because you see those memes all the time. I have a boyfriend. Uh, I was trying to save you from choking. Right. You know, but whatever. He's like, you didn't think about that last night? No. We had sex. And she was just like, oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I I couldn't believe that she did that. She actually said you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh-huh. Well, you're she welcome. felt like that hedge was not worthy of what he got. That was for sure. Right. Which was really crappy on her part, but you know. <laughs> So I love that she's like, fine, I'll just tell my boyfriend about it. It's fine. Right. And Pete's like, no, you can't do that. And he kept warning her. But I thought it was something like it would be he didn't, couldn't or wouldn't believe her and then would leave her because she was getting, you know, he thought she was losing her mind or something. Right. Which in a normal relationship, that probably would have happened. <laughs> but when this happens, uh, she goes to meet him at a coffee shop. And that's when she finds out that, whoa, he does doesn't know anything about her, which I thought was weird because weren't they together or haven't they known each other for like forever? I don't think 
think it's been that long. I, you okay. know, I think Quentin and her have known each other longer than... Okay. So it wasn't like they all grew up together. No, I don't believe so. Okay. See, that's what I was thinking. That's why I thought that was weird. I'm like, wait, if they all grew up together, how are you going to see racing, you know, all of these years? Right. Okay. So I guess that makes more sense if it was more like something they met in college and right. went on. Yeah. And speaking of erasing... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Marina had her memories erased before she was booted out. Mm -hmm. She gets them back, and lo and behold, guess what? She knows what how to do now. Erase people's minds. <laughs> so I have a feeling that had something to do with what got her kicked out. Was she probably had some competition like there tends to be mm -hmm. as we saw in this episode with uh, Elliot and Margot trying to get the mentor. Yes. And this was something that Marina learned and she used it on probably one of the school's most uh, talented students. Ooh interesting. See, I didn't even think about that. Yep. So that's a whole interesting yeah, point that you're probably completely correct. And I had no idea. I didn't even think about that. So I do want to talk a minute before we go into Penny, because we haven't talked about him and his mentor right. and such. Uh, there was a game. Yeah. Welters. Which was very interesting. And everybody was commenting about the, the weird outfits too. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like gym outfits. Yes. So I didn't think it was too weird, except the boys had like sweatpants or something that were like capris and Whatever. So the people who read the book that were tweeting, they were talking about how it wasn't exactly how they pictured it, but right. they thought it was portrayed very well. So I really wish that uh, I had read the book at this point. Yes. But it was really cool the way they were doing this, that it was kind of like chess, but it's... The goal is to control the board. Right. With the amount of spells that you're able to do, you have to throw this little ball, which was like bowling almost, into a square, do the spell, and it had to be precise. Otherwise, you would, you know, not win that square. Right. So everybody is doing great. And uh, Margot was really pissed at Quentin, though, because he, you know, keeps thinking about his dad at this point. Right. He's still not into it at all. He's more concerned with his father than this game. Right. And, I mean, you can't blame him. No, not at all. So he ends up throwing t purposefully to this middle square that was all black. And it seemed like, you know, serious thing. And, well, he had managed to learn how to create a black hole. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, I, again, interestingly enough, like everybody's freaking out that he's starting to do this black hole. Dean Fogg is just sitting there, just watching. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, kids got something here. Right. And I'm just like, um, nobody's concerned. It's a freaking black hole. <laughs> <laughs> and again, funny because I was laughing. I'm like, where'd all that paper come from? Yeah. In a so gym, like, where does right. where are you getting paper from in a gym? I mean, come on. Right, like all this paper all of a sudden is flying up. But Alice is able to like counteract the spell. Yeah. And help control it and shut it down. And Margo was just happy because that meant they won because he cleared the whole board, which was weird. Right. I didn't know if it meant it was just because it was the most powerful spell that was done at that point. No. Okay, no. What do you think? Well, it to clear the board you had to basically you know, each square was, you had to interpret the square and perform the correct spell to achieve to, control of this square. Of that square. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you go to the middle one and you just bring destruction down. <laughs> That's going to clear everything out. <laughs> okay. Okay. See, I thought like she cleared it, like it kind of reset it. 
That's what I would think. Right. So got it. All right. But that was interesting. And um, it was a lot of the mentors were actually not freaked out about it. No, they were all kind of looking Genji at all, you know, what he was doing. So I, I'm hoping that this is something that plays in later as well. Yes. I, because we didn't mention it. But yeah, Genji didn't pick anybody. Right. She was funny. She's like, oh. Yeah. I just can't waste my energy on you people. Right. And I'm like, wow, that's that's kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> like for I'm sorry, that's the best term. It it really was. And she's like, I don't want to ruin my looks on you people. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay then. Guess that'll teach you. <laughs> Their faces, poor Elliot Margo, were just crushed. I know. But it I thought it was weird that, you know, there weren't more mentors. I mean they're basically everybody who who's been to the school. Right. So I would think that there'd be more than enough for everybody who who goes there. And it just seemed like too many of them didn't want to be part of it. Right. Well, and of course they were going after the probably the most famous one of all, the one that had her own retreat. Okay. So yeah. Okay, yeah, I get it. They that. were going for the top dog and yeah, not the top dog isn't going to always have a, a mentoree. Plus, she was related to Alice, so I kind of feel like yeah. she's not going to do anything unless Alice is like, will you teach me? Yes, I agree. All right. Okay, so we've covered almost everyone. Except Mr. Penny. Yes, because his mentor seemed like a drunk. <laughs> it's the best I'm going to say. He really did kind of come off like a drunk. From the... 16, 1700s, maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a drunk pirate. Right. Um, well, he did have a peg leg. Yes, he did. Kind of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he tells him that he's the first traveler in, what, 300 years? Right? Yeah, I feel like he said 300 years. I think years. it was 30, but... 30? Yeah. Wow. I'm just like... Because I'm, for some reason, I have 300 in my head, and I'm thinking, how old are these people right. then? <laughs> but hey, cancer puppy. That's right. Anyway. It might be 300. <laughs> it was a long time, and uh, Petty was just kind of bad that that guy was there at all. Right. He didn't think he needed a mentor. and Well, he had to give him a little dose of reality. Yeah, he got a little dose of reality. Yeah, when he's like, oh, well, yeah, you don't need one. All right, well, I traveled one time and ended up, oh, my gosh, where was he? Mount Everest. Everest. <laughs> With a very confused Sherpa yeah. to save my life. Which I love that. Mm -hmm. And he tells him to get this tattoo, which was very nautical. Right. (laughs) It was. It was a. It's a boat anchor. Yeah, quite literally an anchor to keep him. And I don't know. Maybe I missed it. Did he say it was to keep him from traveling? Right. Or to it would keep his physical body in place and allow astral projection to do the traveling, which would keep him ultimately safer. Okay. But then that would actually hinder part of it. Like he wouldn't be able to actually physically travel. Right. Correct? Right. Yeah. As so we find like out, the advice is, he would give. you know, when he does go in to meditate and he hears the girl crying for help, mm-hmm. he goes, he follows the sound and finds the girl Behind locked doors, which he is able to pass through. See, I have a theory that he, like, astral projected because he's like, oh, cool, I astral projected because he had the anchor. Right. Well, he, had he hadn't that gotten the, the 
tattoo yet. Right, but he had that image with him. Right. That's why I, I am taking it that he was able to do that. Right. So he sees this girl totally chained up. She doesn't see him. No, or hearing. Right. And, I mean, she's chained in several different ways. Right. <laughs> and you feel horrible. And then he's looking around and in walks the beast. Moths and all. That is the creepiest thing. <laughs> yes, it is. But he, you know, he's like, oh, my gosh, you know, what am I going to do? And then the beast is talking to the girl. He recognizes the girl, too. Penny does. Yes. And we'll get to that in a second. But then as the beast is talking, he looks at Penny. He's like, and now for you. And... Penny, man, he popped away like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) So interestingly enough, he has been seen. And apparently the beast does have a lot more powers than than we know. He's able to see people who are astral projecting. Uh And Penny recognized the girl who isn't chained up that the beast had because she was a traveler. Right. So his mentor had lied to him about having been the only traveler in 30 years. Yes, there was another who mysteriously disappeared. Yes, part of that class that disappeared. Yeah, the the missing class. Which is making me really try to try to like put pieces together and I'm like, you know, beating together this jigsaw puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) You know, did the beast steal the entire third class or third year class because they all had different powers that he needed and wanted. And somehow this traveler, he's trying to get her to do something for him. Mm-hmm. She's all chained up. Oh my gosh. I am just, I, it's like, I want to know what happens. Like skip to the end, but don't. <laughs> yeah. This is only episode five. We got 13 this season. I know. And then a whole nother season. Yay. That's right. But yeah, it's like, I want to hurry up and know. So, oh, I got to get these books. <laughs> But then I don't want to ruin it. So I won't actually... Okay, I'm telling you guys, I'm not going to start reading the books until after the season because I'll be mad if I ruin it for myself. Right. But I don't care if I skip ahead then after this because I'm so excited about the way this is going. Yes. Now, of course, Penny remembers a crest on the door and he draws it and Katie convinces him to take it to Quentin. Which is weird, isn't it? That she's like, oh, we have to take it to Quentin and Alice. Why take it to those two? Just because they they were kind of drawn together in the first episode, and now they feel like they have to be together? There's something there that's... Or is it just some kind of underlying connection that nobody knows? I think that's probably more it than than them actually consciously thinking, oh, yeah, well, Quentin and Alice are smart enough. They'll be able to tell us what this is. Okay, okay. Interesting. Right. And, of course, they show him, and, of course, that's a crest from Fillory, and so now Quentin isn't the only one that has been in Fillory. I so, so wanted him to, I wanted him to be like, we have to tell the Dean now, for real. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I think we pretty much covered everything. Yes. Anything, any predictions? Oh, let's see. I just think that Breakbills is going to get attacked from both directions. I think they're going to have to deal with Marina and then turn right around and have to deal with the beast. Oh, you're probably right. I really think that's where this is going is now that Marina's got her memories back, it's on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think we'll find out soon enough. Mm -hmm. I have to agree with you. I was going to say, I think that somehow Marina is going to side with the beast and come after break bills. Right. And maybe, and this is a really big maybe, Julia will be able to help Quentin. But right now I hate her, so I don't care. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
<sighs> All right. Now we didn't so talk about Alice. I, there, that's one thing we should briefly mention is at the end of last episode, Alice said, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Well, Dean Fogg tracks her down on her walkabout <laughs> and basically admits that he screwed up with her brother and he screwed up with her and he would really want to have her give it another week and see if she'll stay because she is very talented. I think he's really, he knows that she needs to be there with Quentin. Yes, I think so too. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yes, and then we, it's very awkward between Quentin and Alice for most of the episode until the scene in the class where Keegan tells everybody to pair off and, of course, they're the Last two. <laughs> right. Which, again, kind of sad. Nobody wants to be either of their partners. Right. Like being picked last for dodgeball. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Sorry. So, All right. So I think we pretty much covered everything. Yep, that, that does it now. <laughs> All right. So, as always, we ask that you please write and review us on iTunes. Good ratings help other fans find us. And so make sure you tell your friends, and we hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, we definitely want to hear from you. Like I said, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. You can go right to the fangirlzone, uh, I'm sorry, right to fangirlzone.com and contact us from there. So we have a whole, you know, set of places. You can leave out our article. You can hit the Gmail link from there. You can see our Facebook page, which is fangirlzone.com. Um, Twitter, Steve and I oftentimes are tweeting you know, the different shows that we watch. Mine is Jetta528. And I'm at Salyer Steve. And we're usually tagging each other anyway. Yes, we are. So you can <laughs> find one or the other of us. Uh, also, Steve um, we has been tweeting with Hollow9, right? Yes. And we, or other members of our Hollow9 podcasts have been coming on tweeting. Uh, so you can find us all over the place. And we really want to hear from you. I'm really excited about the show. And I'm hoping you guys are really excited about this and some of the other awesome stuff coming from sci-fi. Yes. It looks There's like so it's going to be a very good year for the sci-fi channel. I'm so, my geek is so happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, make sure you check out fangirlzone.com. Make sure you check out Hollow9, H-O-L-L-O-W, the number nine, I-N-E. Uh, we're on Podomatic, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook. We're everywhere. Twitter. <laughs> yes, we are. We're everywhere. Uh, and I think that's everything. Oh, and how am I forgetting? If you shop online, like most people do yes. at some point, go to fangirlzone.com, hit the affiliate link tab, and check out all the different affiliates we have. I think I got like eight of them up there right now. I oh, have, nice. which I love the um, California Wine Club. Because today, the day we are recording, it is National Wine Day. There you go. So <laughs> hit them up. Um, Amazon, Once Upon a Tea. Uh, do I have Tea Fury? I think I might have Tea Fury on there. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many. Fans Edge. I can't keep them all. Once Upon... Wait, crap. I said Once Upon a Tea. Yeah. <laughs> Put me in the story for books for kids. Oh my gosh, that is actually amazing. I got the Star Wars ones for my nephew. I know I've said it before. He loved them. And it's funny because all the adults loved them a lot, too, and they wanted their own book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we're all kids at heart. But check it out. It doesn't cost any more money. It really just is a re 
redirect and it just shows that, you know, I'm putting people to them. So uh, if you shop on Amazon, I get like a few pennies for everything that you guys get, but you don't get charged anymore. So, you know, why not? If you shop Amazon, I'd appreciate it. It helps me pay for more space <laughs> on this podcast. And we're going to need more with all these great shows. Oh my gosh. I am in so much trouble because we're, we're going to spend so much money (laughs) just trying to to have enough space because Steve and I, I know are super excited about all these. There's just so many of them. Oh my gosh. Okay. I will stop going on and on because I'm really sleepy. So I think that's it for this episode of sci-fi talk. All right. Until next week. Until next time, everyone.